We all have areas in our life we might feel stuck or overwhelmed. So join me, Jenna Zint, habit coach, teacher, and follower of Jesus as we go after little bits of better by building offensively small habits that create big impact. This is the Habit Lab Podcast. Hello, and welcome to this episode of Habit Lab. I keep forgetting to do this, but it would mean so much to us if you consider supporting our shows. My husband and I have, I have this one that I do by myself, this podcast, but then we have um, a marriage podcast called The Marriage Lab. We're really great with branding over here. (laughs) Anyways, we set up a Patreon account and the link is always in the show notes for every episode. And we were just wondering if you would consider doing $5 a month. Um, We just realized that if if it was a source of income for our family, it's easier for us to prioritize it because we just have a lot going on. And it's funny because we've had, I think we have like 15 people currently sponsoring the show and the awareness of the like, accountability, like, oh, like they believe in us. There's this witness that has actually really helped us prioritize even in the middle of some of the busiest six weeks of our last couple of years. Um, so anyways, if you consider it, $5 a month would be amazing. There's a link to Patreon, like I said, and then here we go. So this episode, I first wanted to start out with, um, I talked about it in, I think, December, my Bible habit and inviting anyone who wanted to join. I was going to set up an accountability group for the 2024 Bible Challenge. And I just want to throw that back out there. We have like 300 people in the group. So it's awesome having that many people join. But if you want to do it, there's a really simple $20 Bible. What you do is you read it daily and we just check in on Tuesdays on the Facebook group, I, ha- I broke the group up and then people broke themselves up into small groups. So you're just in a little small group thread and you check in done on Tuesday. Every Tuesday, I send an email with like a reminder and then also like a little habit tip for how to help you grow this habit. But it's just been, I keep hearing so many amazing testimonies and part of me is like, they're two months in, like that would be a bummer. But every time I've done Habit Lab, there's been a few people, regardless of when, who've started and just gotten the Bible and started on the day they started. And to be frank, 10 months of reading your Bible daily would so be worth it, even if you're two months behind. Instead of thinking of it behind, just think that you're you're starting the plan and will end next whenever you start. So if you start March 1st, then you end next March 1st. You're not two months behind. So if you want to, I'm going to add that link as well to join in the show notes. But I wanted to read a testimony from one of the ladies. Um, Her name is Marianne. She said, I'm finding that my days after doing the Bible challenge, the daily Bible challenge, I'm finding that my days are feeling exceptionally great. Um, Switch from the more mediocre daily feeling to hope filled with life um, and filled with life seems to happen after I do my morning readings. I've actually read the Bible daily for years, but I usually did it before bed. I think the larger sections closer to the beginning of my day in community with others is really making a difference for me. I've quite enjoyed the daily readings for themselves, but the impact on my emotional and mental health has been significant. I'm a new mom and it's helped with my transition. I feel so filled with life this past month and a half. I don't think it's just the Bible reading, but I can tell it plays a large role. Role. What a gift. I find God is always faithful to provide the resources I need right when I need them. So if that's you, and then it was cool because a few women commented on her post in the group, like me too. Um, and you want to join it's, I know you could totally do the Bible recap or do it with friends, but if you don't have a group of friends who are already doing it, 
join our momentum, the Bible that we get, I'll send you the link. It's like $21 on Amazon. It's so easy to use. So if that's you, not too late, join the group. Okay. This episode is actually going to be about habits of, gosh, what am I going to call it? I can't tell. So it's going to be about my letter writing habits, my cards that I write to people. But when I think of this habit, as I think I've told you before, like I've, my masterclass is um, in categories of spheres that I think about building habits. And that is my morning routine, which has quite a few that has like exercise and movement that has my God, my Bible reading, it has um, stillness. Uh, I would say that's most of like my morning routine. So I kind of think of it like multivitamins. That's one sphere. And then environment habit. And then I have emotional health habits. And then I have relational habits. And then nutrition, finances. And I guess sometimes like I would say like either future habits. So whether that's business or ministry or whatever, those are kind of the spheres I think of. And whether or not I have the same habits up and running, I'm always investing in those areas. So for me, this habit of letter writing fun falls under relationship habits. And I'm actually about to teach this week, it's week six in our master course. And I've just been thinking about it a lot. And I think like initially I called it relationship habits, but really when I sit with it, it feels like more purposeful to me. It feels like habits of love. And I know that can sound ethereal or like making it big, but I think that's actually one of the things I feel so drawn to about habits is how a little bit of effort can have such a big impact. And I think it's like, I came out of like this mindset. I feel like I used, I swung on the other end of like, avoid a religion. It's not about what you do. You don't have to earn love. But this idea of like, that's so true. But I think that's the beauty of habits is it feels like stewarding what God's doing or what he's called me to with like two coins of effort. And then the impact that I get from that two coins of effort is clearly not what I deserve. You know, like it's the exponential. I always think of it as like the X factor of God, but actually like sewing into what I see him sewing into and me showing up with what I have and then him like multiplying it is why I think I feel so drawn to habits. Cause I'm like, I in sync with what I see him highlighting in that season and I'm showing up with what I have and then leaning into grace. Like, hey, I'm not going to earn it, but here's my effort because I see you highlighting it and I want to be in sync and in step and co-labor, honestly, steward, whatever you want to use the verb. And there's this great book um, by Bob Goff that's called Love Does. And his main premise is to put legs to love. Like love is not just love is a verb, therefore having some action behind it. And I think the beautiful thing is when you find it out of a natural overflow and the intentionality of it, it does not feel forced. It is not just another thing on my to-do list. Like to me, they have like my love habits or my relationship habits feel like they have become little ways that I actually just get to leak love shine love, leak love, what you, whatever you want to call it, but it doesn't feel, it's not forced. It's just a way that I get to spread and be, be love, <laughs> if that makes sense. So with, to get into the nuance of it, I think a lot of times um, I was experiencing, like, I want to be loved to so many people around the world that I have friends, you know, past seasons and family members. And I felt almost like, I don't know, anxious or I felt limited. Like, I can't be there. I wish I could fly in and be with them at their dad's funeral. Or I wish I could, you know, spend an hour on the phone with them. And that's the thing about habits is when I notice I get more focused on what I can't do. It's almost my clue that I need to, there's probably something I can't do that's offensively small, like this two coins of effort. So when I started kind of ruminating on that, I was like, oh, okay, I'm getting 
I'm almost becoming a victim and then not doing anything, which is unhelpful. So what can I do? I can't do the most idealistic version of how I'd like to show up for people in love and relationship when they're in pain or in their beautiful celebration moments. But like, does that mean I don't have anything to give? So specifically, I started writing cards. I used to back in the day. Um, I actually was a pen pal with my grandma. So this I have a little bit of history with this. My grandma and then my brother, when he moved away and we didn't live together anymore, I only have one brother. We were really good friends and I wanted to figure out how I could like be with him still. So I would send him packages. He went to this ministry school and I would think of how the most absurd, I didn't have a lot of money, but I wanted him to feel loved and whatever. So I would go to the Dollar Tree and buy absurd things and write on them and not wrap them up, just send them in the mail like that. So <laughs> my brother... And I were laughing about this the other day. One time I bought a kickboard, you know, those like Dollar Tree kickboards. It's like foam. And I I wrote the letter. I treated it like it was a postcard and just wrote the letter on the back and put a stamp or well, went to the post office and they mailed it. And they're like this. And I'm like, yep. And they put this, the label on it and they mailed it as is. One time I mailed, you know, those big when you go to Walmart and there's these like two story. I mean, it's not two story. It feels like two story when you're a kid. But those ball containers with those big, lightweight, bouncy balls. One time I bought one of those and wrote the letter on the bouncy ball. Um, I mailed a flip flop once. <laughs> so there's all, there's been a little bit of history. And then with my grandma, um, she, it was just me. We actually had three grandkids. So I wanted to like, when I moved out of state, wanted to stay connected in a way. So I just would purposely write her letters. So then I became a mom and I just felt like I, I I just lost the habit. So then when I felt this frustration of like, how can I be there with friends? And I realized idealism, I'm like, I need a relational habit that can show withness and be love, like leak love without being more aware of what I can't do. It doesn't mean, I think I told you in one of the episodes like that I think about silver and gold have I none. So what can, what, but what do I have to give them? And it just kind of gets me like out of um, when I get stuck in idealism and then end up doing no action. Be like, oh, actually, I could do something. What do I want to do? What do I have to give that I would that I would feel like it'd be hit? It'd be a vote or be a a bit of an investment. So, anyways, with what I've ended up doing is well, for like I said, so the with my brother, it was so fun sending those packages. But realizing some of the things I think about with habits is they have to be so streamlined and so easy that the barrier to entry is not going to hinder my habit or the habit won't thrive. And for me, um, I I had an Etsy shop for a long time and I'd have to go to the post office often. So I'm not sure if it's PTSD from all those daily, literally post office runs, or I just know myself well, but I was like, I cannot do anything that I have to go to the post office. So I was like, it's probably gonna have to be a card. I'm going to probably not like maybe occasionally I send Amazon stuff directly to people's houses, but realizing like, I'm not actually going to be able to get myself to the um, post office. So I just keep really basic. So I was like, I'm going to just do cards. So I went online and I bought a hundred stamps and I bought, I had a few note cards, but I didn't use them with regularity. When I started, I would just add them mainly to gifts or birthday parties is kind of what I used. So when I was going after this habit, I bought a few, um, cause it really started honestly, when people's we're going through hard times. Like, so I bought a bunch of sympathy cards and I decided that instead of just messaging, I think it's because I was like, would write on Facebook and I was like, oh, that doesn't feel like enough. What's the next step? <laughs> but not quite as idealistic as getting on a plane to go fly out and be with them. So it, the cards, the sympathy cards, I was like, okay, that's a physical thing that shows thoughtfulness. They were on my mind. It took me a little more effort. So they'll probably feel a little bit more. I think of it as withness, like, in this gesture. But then for me, the next step was to actually write out my prayer to them. Because a lot of times I would say like, I'm praying for you. And I was like, wait, 
that doesn't, yes, it's true. Cause I actually have, um, I keep like a list in my phone. Um, it's a longer story, but I fast. I've started in the last like six months fasting um, day, weekly, not daily. So in that, I have a reminder on my phone because I still forget and wake up and start to eat. I've ruined many of a good intention of fasts because I'm like, oh crap, I forgot I was fasting. So I have that alert on my phone, but then I started keeping the prayer list. So um, when I do, I would say I'd be praying for people, but I was like, I actually, why don't I write my prayer down so that they have it? And I think the awareness of how it felt how substantial it actually felt. Um, I have there's two women, local ladies, Betsy Colty and Heather Armstrong, who are great with writing cards. And they had just given me cards with like really encouraging words. They weren't for birthday or anything at strategic times that hit me in a way. And then I use them for bookmarks in my books and I'd reread them when I need like that or to recalibrate or if I felt shame or discouraged, I'd reread them to kind of reorient myself. And it was like this light bulb moment, which would sound so silly, but I'm like, if it means so much to them, why are me getting them from them? Of course, how can I discount it being meaningful to someone else? Like me thinking this, like, yeah, it's not getting on an airplane, then therefore I'm not going to do anything. So purposely just sitting down when I had cards that I was writing to friends who were going through hard times and writing out my prayers, I would start more generic, but I actually would pause and I, I do pause and invite the Holy Spirit. And sometimes they feel profound. Sometimes they don't feel crazy profound. And I've just gotten to the habit of not judging them, like what I write, but I'm like, okay, here's a prayer. They can reread it. Um, and then I send it. So I keep the stamps, like I said. And then one of the keys, lo- thinking logistically with this habit, is that I had my stationary stuff um, like in my a cabinet that I kept, um, like what's the word, office supplies. But because it was out of sight, I actually wouldn't remember to do it as often. So one of the things I teach in my class is leaning into visual cues. And actually, if it's if you know you want to do it, and it's a pretty simple habit, five minutes or less, but you keep forgetting, it's probably you should lean into having a visual cue to remind you of the habit. So what I did was I actually put them in a different spot. We have um, a reorganized I made over my laundry room at one point and I have these cute little wooden bins that go right above my laundry, uh, my washer. And I took one of them and actually kind of neatly organized, but put my stationary stuff in there. And it's funny because it's not quite as aesthetically pleasing as I'd like because you can see a bunch of stuff. The other ones are kind of like lower, so you can't visually see what's in them. Like I have less things in them, but the frequency, I just don't forget now because I go to my washing machine. It's kind of actually hap- happen. Uh, we call um, when you get a good cue for a habit, it's like an anchor moment. And because I do laundry daily, what's happened is that I see the cards and I remember them. So, kind of what has naturally arisen uh, for the anchor moment or for the routine cue, how, where this habit now lives in my life, is um, in the morning after my morning routine, I pray for people, you know, like just in prayer, like everybody else. Also, it's a little awkward telling you guys everything that I do because it sounds like it could easily be mistaken for bragging. I, in no part of my being, do I feel like I have anything figured out more than other people. I think that when I'm hearing other people talk about how they do things and they don't give me logistics, it feels unhelpful. So to get the nuts and bolts, I then get ideas on where I could hang this in my own life. So I just want to say that I think there, I actually know with a fact, there's people who have their houses more dialed in than I do, who are better at these acts of service, who have more dialed in times with the Lord. So I do not think I'm winning anything, but I think logistics, like 
the point of me painting the picture logistically is like, oh, maybe that will spark something in your mind. And you could think of where this, like whatever version of the habit you want to edit or add to your life could live for you. So I just need to, I think that all the time when I'm like, oh my gosh, people probably think I think I'm awesome. I, I'm aware that I am not better than anybody else. Anyways, okay, getting back to it. So what happens is when I'm in my morning routine, I'm naturally either, I do like a minute of gratitude um, or, and then I do prayer as well. Most of the time, someone kind of gets like highlighted in my brain. It doesn't feel super spiritual. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it's just like um, the other day, our friends had us over for a really sweet Valentine. We, she, my friend Autumn had us over for and three other couples for a Valentine's Day dinner. And it was just so special. We did it a couple years ago and she wanted to do it. So she spearheaded it. They had it at their house. They got an expensive, delicious meat when we got, but we thought it was like going to be chill. And we get there and they had their whole house lit up for us with candles and flowers and a little cute little bar station set out. And they had their outdoor heating blankets on like they had blank three or four throws for us and they're like go have happy hour you've deserved it we love your love like they'd gone out of their way to serve us so that being said the days following i kept thinking about how much effort and how kind and gracious because they're really busy people that was of them so that was a thank you card i wrote in the last couple days so the point is sometimes it's spiritual and they feel like they get highlighted. Sometimes it's just practical. But the things I kind of think through are the one, the letters that I write or prayers when people are going through hard things. Um, encouragement when I see people showing up really like what they're walking through. And I think they're just doing a good job. I'll actually write down some like words of identity or um, what was the other one? Oh, in prayers. Oh, gratitude. So if I just think a few times, like I had just given that example with Autumn, if I ruminate, I'm like, man, that was so kind of them or how much effort they put in. I'm like, oh, that's my clue to actually sit down and write that out to them and send it. So it's funny because when I was little, we had to write thank you notes and it was like this chore, but now it feels like a natural overflow of like how how much my heart means it. And just to take this, the three to four minutes to write it on paper just to give you some clues, one of the little funny habits is that I actually usually will write in a Sharpie pen because it feels like um, I don't have to, I don't have the pressure of writing a ton. I get actually smaller cards so that it's a quick note because if it's too long or it takes 30 minutes, I need it to actually only take five to 10 minutes so that I can do it on a regular basis. So I would say I probably write, I don't know, maybe three to four cards a week, but it's just been such a beautiful, easy way to like give people these little like acts of love and be with, like it feels like a habit of withness to be with them. And sometimes it's impactful or they'll, you know, tell me, but it doesn't matter whether or not they do. One of the, like the narrative, like one of the little lines I have for myself around the habits that I categorize, categorize under relationships, you know, thinking about them as habits of love is that they're see, I'm sowing seeds of love. And if love never fails, it doesn't actually matter if I ever hear anything back about these cards or other things that I do I don't need to see the harvest to know that God is faithful on his word. And it's actually not about me. It's for his glory anyways. So it's like, oh, love never fails. And that's kind of like, these are seeds of love. Therefore, love never fails. Therefore, I'm not wasting my time by doing this. Um, so anyways, that's just the practical look of, I think I would challenge you to just try it. Whether or not, I think sometimes guys relegate it to being dudes only. I've heard some people do this with voice memos. You could do that. But the the crazy thing that I've watched benefit-wise, I was thinking about this, is how it makes me not as self-centered because I'm actually in the practice of looking for other ways how I can be with people. I feel the Holy Spirit. How I can be with people or like 
or pray with them, whether or give them love or tell them like how the Lord sees them and how I see them and remind them who they are. And it, we're not just limited by the time that we have, we can actually give in other ways. And this bent to writing these cards has made me so much more others focused, which is hilarious. But isn't that the beautiful thing of the kingdom is that when you're giving, you actually get something too. And it feels like it's perpetuated also this mindset of gratitude which it's cool because it kind of flows out of like purposely doing a minute of gratitude in the morning and then writing these cards. It's become this ecosystem where I'm even currently right now, our finances are kind of tight again. And, but I have, I feel so the bigger awareness is my gratitude for how amazing our life is. And I'm realizing how much that's the fruit of some of these habits. So it's so cool. Even the other habits that like help other people, we like still seeing the benefit and the fruit and how it changes your perspective and mindset and what you're focusing on. Um, And there's something called a confirmation bias. And it just pretty much means what you look for, you find evidence for. And you actually, there's some studies that show people will disregard the the opposite evidence that would maybe prove that untrue because they're so focused and it's like unconscious, you know, they're not being un- dishonest that they do that, but your brain looks to confirm the thing you believe to be true. So as I'm doing this gratitude in the minute with myself, and then as I'm thinking of other people, my awareness of like the hard parts of my life, just kind of get a perspective shift. So I think, yep, it's habits of love, habits for other people, habits of gratitude, but then also their habits that I see that help reorient me to not be selfish or just be so focused on my own world. It makes me others focused in a way that has been so life-giving to me. So that's it. My challenge would be to think whether you want to start with gratitude and just expressing it or kind words, um, a voice memo. A lot of people talk about how long texts are totally, but voice memos can be so easy. You can get so much more bang for your buck and they can hear your inflection in your word or buy some blank cards. It could be so much easier. We actually have um, blank cards, which I think I talked about in the last episode with the kid habits or a couple episodes ago that we get the kids to decorate. And sometimes they do prophetic words. Sometimes they just do cute drawings because then it's like a piece of artwork and a kind note from me on the inside. So just get creative outside of the box, but watch, try to do a few and see what comes of it. See the fruit that you get. It's just shocking. It doesn't even make sense to see this much impact on something so small, but isn't that like Jesus? It's just the beautiful thing about being one of his lovers is that the math does not add up. <laughs> He's beyond generous. Okay, that's it. Have a great week, everybody. 